0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Lee. Oh my goodness, here we go. Welcome back to another one. On Insight, I'm CBV, Chris Pham So good to see you here. And yes, thank you once again for making Insight one of the top wrestling podcasts in the world. Someone asked me, they're like, you keep saying it's one of the top podcasts in the world. Who else is on this, this chart? Who else is there? So I just pulled it up right now. It's Busted Open, Jim Cornette, Bruce Pritchard, Eric Bischoff. And then you got us there. So pretty <laughs> Pretty cool to be in the same conversation as some names like that. But thank you for being here on this Ask CVV episode. If it's your first ever Ask CVV episode, this is how I know you're a real one. This is how I know know you're a real supporter of the show if you're listening to one of these to hear my take on what's going on in the world of wrestling and my opinions on how to be a full-time creator and everything in between. Basically, this works by you send in the questions using the hashtag AskCVV on social media. So it's a lot of them here from Twitter, Facebook, and from Instagram as well. But you ask the questions, and I'll give you my opinion on these. I don't know if they're the answers, but they are my opinions of what's going on here. And there is a lot to cover in the last few weeks in this wild world of wrestling. But first, if you're one of the... of people who just listen to the show but haven't hit that subscribe button yet, haven't hit that follow button yet, could you please do me a favor? I don't ask for a lot, but could you take a few seconds today to hit that follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening right now? It helps the show so much. And the more the show continues to grow, the bigger the guests that we can continue to get will be. So I don't have a Patreon. I'm not asking for money. All I ever ask for is, hey, could you just hit follow? And maybe also, if you like any of the sponsors that we talk about on the show and you think they might be helpful in your own life, go check them out and we will give you a bit of a discount on whatever that happens to be. So please hit follow wherever you're listening to this right now. And let's dive into these questions. There's a bunch of them. And yeah, crazy weekend. We'll talk about Survivor Series. I was there. In Chicago. And actually, look, that's where we're going to start here. Mark T43 on Instagram says, wow, can you believe CM Punk is back in WWE? If you listened to the last Ask CVV episode, I basically said, everything seems to be lining up for Survivor Series. It's in Chicago. CM Punk just is is a top of mind for everybody with how things kind of fell out there. In AEW, if it's gonna happen, it feels like it's gonna happen in Chicago. It feels like it's gonna happen at Survivor Series, and I think that the way they did it was so smart. That that tease of the copyright, the trademark going up on the screen. Oh, there it is. The show's over. Oh, and out of nowhere, look in my eyes. You don't need to hear me sing this. Living Color sings it much better. But what a moment! And also, I'm sure you noticed this, but it was a moment, and the moment was him standing out there and the music playing. There wasn't commentary. There wasn't a shot to any of the specific people in the ring to you know foreshadow what might possibly happen. It was CM Punk and some crowd reactions there. And I think that they absolutely nailed it. Did I ever think that CM Punk would be back almost 10 years after walking out of the company? No. But I think if you had asked me five years ago if I ever thought CM Punk would be back in wrestling, I would have thought the answer was no. And him being in AEW opened the door for this to happen. So if the AEW return to pro wrestling in general, the AEW debut, the return to pro wrestling, if that didn't happen, this wouldn't have happened here. I I truly believe that because it sure seemed like CM Punk was happy doing what he was doing, just living a life after pro wrestling, and everything seemed to be good. That leads us actually into this next question here. Trevo193 says, I know you posted this question earlier this week on social media, but what is your answer? Which of CM Punk's returns do you think was bigger? So I made this post on social media and basically said, recency bias will say, of course it was Survivor Series. I mean, it's top of mind. We never thought he'd be back in WWE. But I think people are discounting just how big the AEW debut was and the return to wrestling as a whole. And it's not just the fact that he was out of wrestling for seven years and came back and nobody thought he was going to come back. I think a really big factor that nobody seems to be keying in on And it's funny how like time so quickly can shift history and make us remember different things. But when CM Punk returned to wrestling in 2021, when he made that debut on AEW Rampage, the world was in such a different place. Up until basically a month before that show in Chicago, we had half full arena shows and not long before that, it was empty arena shows. CM Punk's timing there with just how things were starting to get back to normal in this post-pandemic world, was so crucial to that moment, and people seem to forget this. Like people just take for granted that, like, oh yeah, it was just another like full arena show. This was one of the f- first full capacity sporting events, not just WWE events, AEW events, wrestling events. This was one of the first full capacity sporting events where uh, an entire arena could be sold out, and the fact that. You couple that with people who are just like clamoring for the world to be normal again. You couple that with arguably one of the biggest returns in the history of pro wrestling. It was a really big moment. And I think that there's people that discount the AEW debut because Tony Khan kind of tipped his hat and basically told everyone it was going to happen, whereas the WWE Survivor Series moment was very much a surprise. And I I think that that needs to be taken out of the equation here. If it's not for one, if it's not for the AEW thing, the WWE thing doesn't happen. But beside the point here, it's pretty incredible that one man, CM Punk, is responsible for two of the biggest returns in the history of pro wrestling over the course of a little over two years. And on top of that, in two separate companies. That's big. That's never happened before, ever. So whether you like CM Punk or you hate CM Punk, CM Punk is without a doubt a needle mover. And it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens with this whole situation here. At Jay 24 on Twitter says, what was the atmosphere like? When you were at Survivor Series with CM Punk returning to WWE? And do you think Punk will finally main event to WrestleMania next year in Philly at WrestleMania 40? So, (laughs) oh man, it pains me to tell this story. So yes, I was in Chicago for Survivor Series. I was at the Allstate Arena on Saturday night. I did not see CM Punk return live. In fact, nobody in the media section saw CM Punk return live. So those WWE press conferences that you see, and I was so grateful to be a part of and to be able to ask a question at this one. And I also asked a question at SummerSlam and I was there at WrestleMania when they did this. So the way that these work is as soon as the last match ends, they take you to the media room and get you set up because as you know, the event goes off the air and boom, we're live on the WWE Network. We're live on Peacock with the press conference. So like things move fast, right? So it was one, two, three, the War Games match ended. They rounded up all the media members and we very quickly went from where we were sitting in section 101, if you happen to be in the Allstate Arena. Maybe we were sitting close to each other. I was in section 101, row D, If you happen to be there, you can be like, oh my gosh, we were one section away. But they they took us all from there, immediately put us into the media room, and we're just waiting for the press conference to start. And then someone in the room's like, no way. Oh, no way, oh, he's here. And I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, he's here, CM Punk is here. And they were like referencing this little monitor that was on the floor, that was still playing a live feed of the show. And we all looked over and it was like, oh my gosh. CM Punk's here, and like he's 200 or 300 feet from where we're sitting right now. But we're in this room that is removed from where the actual show is going on, so we can hear the buzz of the crowd a little bit, but miss the moment. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> miss the moment, and this is by no fault of anybody's. The WWE people had that took us into the room had no idea that this was going to happen. So it's not like they were like, ah, we're gonna put you, uh, screw you over here and make you miss the CM Punk return. They thought the show was over. And we went into the press room and well, history happened. And uh, I watched it. I actually watched it on YouTube. I watched the clip on YouTube. I didn't even, you know, I didn't see it live as it happened in person. I didn't see it live on Peacock. It was, look, but the moment itself was crazy. Like the amount of buzz that that created in the media room. And then as the show let out, We were hearing the fans walking through the concourse. We were just hearing like these very loud CM Punk, CM Punk chants going through uh, the hallways right before the press conference started. There was like this real, there was this real buzz in the city just as a whole. Like everywhere I went from chatting with wrestling fans at the airport to the hotel, to just around town, everyone was like, do you think CM Punk's going to return? Like it was the talk of the town. And what was very interesting was before the show started in Chicago, and then also during the show, there would be these random CM Punk chants that would break out. And they would immediately be met with boos, which I thought was so interesting. So very loud, CM Punk, CM Boo. Like the the two were like almost equal power of the CM Punk chants and the boos, like meeting each other together, which I thought was so, so interesting. And I'm sure you heard a lot of wrestlers talking about it. But I've been in a lot of different arenas and I've been in a lot of different stadiums. I've been there for wrestling shows, sporting events, concerts, you name it. I've never been in a place with the acoustics like the Allstate Arena. Like there's something about the way that that building is constructed with a, a bit of a lower ceiling and a, a, a ceiling that's also made of wood, which I, the acoustics there keeps the sound in. It was like thunderous. In there, and I've been in places with a much bigger crowd. I mean, I was at WrestleMania 32 at WWE's record-setting crowd. I've I've been in been in plenty of places with huge crowds. I've never heard it be as loud as this before. So, all of those factors put together made this a, a huge moment. But. I, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And so to answer the second part of the question here, Jay, do I think Punk will finally main event a WrestleMania next year in Philly at WrestleMania 40? I mean, it feels like right now. Yeah. I mean, if you were to book this right now, as I sit here and record this at the end of November in 2023, it really feels like it's going to be Roman and Cody on night two and night one's going to be CM Punk and Seth Rollins. Of course, anything can change. And I think the biggest question for me is going to be how are they gonna keep the CM Punk and Seth Rollins storyline going for the next five months leading into WrestleMania? Because he's gonna have to have a match at some point in the next five months. And it's gonna have to be a match that's meaningful. It can't just be a match for the sake of being a match. So as we sit here right now, I feel like that's what we're gonna see. And those those are two huge main events. And what's really interesting about seeing all the buzz online about those being the two main events Is what was it a month ago when it was like, well, is the, is the rock going to be at WrestleMania? Where's the rock going to factor into this crazy now that no one's even talking about the rock. Like, isn't that wild? Isn't it so funny how quickly things can change in the landscape of pro wrestling wild, wild. This episode is brought to you by GhostBed, and if you're looking for the key to top-notch performance, it all starts with a good night's sleep. And that is coming from me, someone who is not getting a lot of it, with a newborn in the house. And if you're striving to reach your potential, it's time to pay attention to your sleep quality. That's where our friends at GhostBed come in. For over two decades, GhostBed, a trusted family-owned business, has been dedicated to crafting premium cutting-edge mattresses that prioritize both quality and cooling comfort. Every GhostBed mattress is a testament to years of expertise, featuring luxurious materials like contouring gel memory foam and cooling quilted covers. But here's the kicker, GhostBed is also known for having incredible sales, making top of the line sleep accessible to everyone. And for a limited time, you can snag an incredible 40% discount on your purchase by using the code CVV. You get a 101 night sleep trial along with free shipping and returns when you purchase a mattress so you can try it in the comfort of your own home. And GhostBed has a dedicated team of sleep experts on standby to help you find your perfect bed. So head to ghostbed.com CVV to get started and use that code CVV for a 40% discount on your purchase. The OK Fabe on Twitter. What a, what a username. OK Fabe. <laughs> Can you list other opponents you would like to see CM Punk face in WWE aside from Cody, Reigns, and Rollins? No, I cannot. And here's why I say that. I think that, look, I'm, I'm not a booker here. I'm not a wrestling expert at all. But my fan opinion says that I think that CM Punk wrestled too much in AEW. It got to the point where the matches that he was having in AEW weren't important or weren't significant because he was wrestling every single week in matches that didn't have any sort of buildup or any sort of storyline. So if CM Punk only faces Cody, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins in the next year with some great storytelling and some great buildup, I will not be upset at all. I don't want to, kind of jumping off the point I just made in the last uh, question and answer there. I don't want to see CM Punk wrestling for the sake of just seeing him wrestle. And, you know, with great love and great respect for what he did in in AEW, there were a lot of matches there. And I'm not going to specifically name opponents, but there were a lot of matches there that did not need to happen. And they just happened for the sake of, like, CM Punk is wrestling live on this show. I think that CM Punk would benefit most, and WWE would benefit most, and then as a result, fans would benefit most, from him working like that kind of like Brock Lesnar schedule. Like he appears on shows frequently, but he's not wrestling all the time. And when he does wrestle, it's impactful and it's meaningful. And you were invested into the story and into the match itself. That's what I hope for. Smarty Marky underscore 14 underscore. What did you think of Randy Orton's return at Survivor Series? Randy Orton looks gigantic. He looks like a million bucks. He's in the best shape I think he's ever been in. Nah, you know what? He is in the best shape that he's ever been in. 43 years old, and he is more jacked than ever. It's, it's amazing what a little bit of time off from the road and a little bit of rest and recovery can do for your body. He looks great. I will say, though, that I don't like the way that they basically announced on Raw the week before with the Raw right before SummerSlam that he was going to be at SummerSlam or Survivor Series, my mistake. I, I don't like that they basically like said he was going to be there. It's kind of like, it feels like when you're with <laughs> your parents at the store and then they buy you the gift and then they wrap it up and tell you that you can't open it until it's under the Christmas tree. Like that's what that felt like. Cody Rhodes making that announcement on Raw being like, so the person that's going to be joining us at Survivor series as the fifth man is a viper and his name rhymes with Schmandy Schmorton. Like I didn't I didn't like that. I I think it would have been better to have the big reveal happen at Survivor series with just his music hitting. I don't know why it had to be like yeah, Randy's going to be there. I I liked the storyline better that they were teasing the whole episode on Raw of like, I'm going to call my friend. My friend's going to be here. Well, who's their friend? I mean, is he friends with CM Punk? Is he friends with Randy Orton? Is he friends with somebody else who could be making their return or debut? I just wish that it had been a bit more of a surprise. The moment itself in Chicago at Survivor Series was fantastic, but I just wish it would have been a bit more of a surprise. I don't know why that had to be done the way that it was done. I, I just, maybe it was because there would have been a lot of CM Punk's CM Punk chance up to that moment, but it, I just feel like it would have been better of like, these are the four people on the team. Who Who's the fifth person going to be? Who's it going to be? Oh my gosh. And then it's Randy Orton. Other than that though, Randy looks incredible. He looks like he's having a lot of fun too. So I can't wait to see where all of this goes. J.D. Martinez, who is at RubbishWriter00 on Twitter, on Twitter, if you called Maven right now, would he answer? (laughs) I don't know. Let's, let's, let's find out. Let's give him a call. Let's, what a question, by the way. Let's see. I haven't talked to Maven in a little while here, so this will be completely random. Oh, my. Let's see. Put it on speaker. Okay, let's see. If you called Maven right now, would he answer? I'm guessing the answer. Oh. Hey, what's up? Oh, there he is. What's going on, man? What's going on,
1: brother? You calling to set up uh, round
0: three? I think we need to do round three, right? <laughs> I am recording a podcast episode live right now. I do this episode called Ask CVV. So people, people send in questions. We talked obviously a lot about CM Punk and Randy Orton, but someone said, if you called Maven right now, would he answer? And I'm like, I don't, let's find out. And the answer is yes. Maven will answer.
1: Of course. Anytime. You can call me at any time. So you're put, so what you're telling me is that you're calling me, put me on the spot.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm you're
1: forcing me to be you're forcing me to be on
0: well i mean you could have you, you could you could have not answered you know and then that would have been a not thing but option. wow can look at look how great of a guy maven is wow <laughs> you are you are a true friend I appreciate you
1: yeah no, i was uh I was looking at uh what you put about you know, punk and, and orton's return. I'll tell you what it's a it's a good time to be a wrestling fan these days, isn't it
0: when's your return happening?
1: I mean, you've seen about as much as, as of a Maven return as you're going
0: uh, you to get. I think you need to be at the Royal Rumble.
1: Those, uh, you know what? That's the one shocking thing. I would have, you know, and even, if, even if the WWE didn't ever want to bring me back full time, I can understand that. But I always thought, you know what, they would at least bring me back for a Rumble or, or two. And I know. It's never materialized.
0: Well, look, with, with everything that you're doing on your YouTube channel, which is blowing up, every time I go on there, I'm like, oh, wow, just another million-view video from Maven. Incredible. <laughs> with everything you're doing there, you're you're turning a lot of heads. You're, uh, if big. you haven't already, you're going to get a phone call or a text from somebody saying, hey, what's your schedule look like in the next few weeks?
1: Got to be honest, not holding my breath. Okay. Not, hold, not holding my breath.
0: Well, look. Thank you for answering. Thank you for proving oh, to everyone that you are awesome. I will. I will text you when we're done <laughs> with this episode. But, dude, thank you for just being the man.
1: Oh, bro. You. What have I said? Even more than just having a working relationship, I consider a friend. So, likewise, my friends call I answer.
0: Well, the same. Likewise, if, if you ever call me, as long as I'm not sleeping, I will answer the phone. I hear you, brother. I hear you, our brother. Well, I'm to check. The, I'm about to check out this episode. Keep doing what you do, <laughs> um,
1: absolutely. And I, cons- I considered myself friends with uh, with Jonathan Coachman, and I learned so much about him that I did not know in your uh, in your interview with him. It was oh, so good.
0: He's the best. He is, and he oh. not unlike you actually. He has this energy that is so infectious. It's impossible to be in a bad mood when you're talking to him.
1: Yeah, I just—he's just how good is he on camera?
0: Oh man, and and I think that people forget. Like, yeah, he, he did everything that he did in WWE and in ESPN, and you know what he's doing with the PGA tour. He also right. just called the last Logan Paul fight. Like, uh, just like just just doing massive things, and and I feel like people aren't even uh, appreciating that.
1: Well, he's just—he's a talent. He's so good. He you you put a camera and a microphone in front of him, and it's like he's at home. Um, it just, it, 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 it just comes out. He's just a, an interesting figure to listen to. I got
0: to, I could listen to him read the dictionary. (laughs) Look, this sounds like, that sounds like you're describing yourself. That's what that sounds like. Thank you for this impromptu interview that we've done here.
1: (laughs) I told you, I, I, I can't wait till we do do part three.
0: Me too. Yeah, me too. I can't
1: wait till we do so many of those that you don't even have to ask me about my music or the Royal Rumble.
0: <laughs> <I> w- <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Keep up the great work. Likewise, brother. I will talk to you soon, my friend. Take care. All right, Sue. Wow. So <laughs> I didn't think he was going to... It was third ring, right? I was like, oh, I guess he's not going to answer here. There you go, J.D. Martinez. If you call Maven right now, would he answer? The answer is yes, and if for some reason you're not subscribed to Maven on YouTube, he's the he is the best wrestling YouTuber out there right now, and that is that is saying a lot. I'm not even, I'm, I, I think he's doing far better work than I am. I mean, it's incredible. So that was great, uh, but I feel like we've now opened Pandora's box of like, every one of these episodes is gonna be like, if you called John Cena, would he answer? Uh, the, an- the answer to that one's, uh, I think, going to be no. <laughs> I don't think John Cena would answer my phone call. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data Top Rope Madness on Instagram says, I just started listening to the show at the start of the year, and now you're my favorite podcast. That's very kind. I listen to every episode. It feels like your show has become really massive over the last six months, and you are everywhere. What would you attribute this to? Well, I think I first attribute it to people like you that are listening to the show each and every week, no matter who the guest is, no matter what the stories are. Whether it's a, a guest or it's an Ask CVV episode, it's it's people like you, and I think the other part. If we dig just a little deeper, one layer deeper, I think I've been really intentional over the last six months. Really, well, since WrestleMania, since WrestleMania in LA, I and I live about forty five minutes from where WrestleMania was at SoFi Stadium. I've been really intentional about the guests that I've had on the show, and I'm trying to have the biggest guests possible that give us the biggest bang for the hour that we spend with them. Not just in the stories they tell us about their time in wrestling, but also their life stories and the things that we can learn from them that we can apply to our own lives. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you know that there was a point in time where I just wanted to pick the brains and talk to anybody who was successful, anybody I was interested in. I was selfishly talking to actors and entrepreneurs and comedians and directors, and of course, wrestlers. And I just looked at the numbers. I looked at the metrics. We're now 539 episodes in here. And I noticed that there was a baseline for all episodes in terms of the amount of people that listen to the show. But that number was always higher when it was a wrestler. And it didn't matter if they were with Impact, AEW, New Japan, WWE, whatever. Wrestlers in general just always did better. And even when I had massive names, like household names like Dane Cook, or if you're in the personal development space, huge people like Lewis Howes, who has one of the biggest podcasts in the world, or Ed Milet, who changes lives with the work that he does and also has one of the biggest podcasts in the world. Those just didn't seem to resonate with my audience. So it was focusing on just wrestling and then focusing on the biggest names that I could get and do them in person. And I think that that's actually been a really big thing too. Obviously, when the world was shut down and with the way that we were at in 2020 and into 2021, it was hard to do in-person interviews. And before the world shut down, I was doing all my interviews in person. So we, we had a pivot. I'd never done a virtual interview in my life. I didn't even have Zoom downloaded on my computer in March of 2020. That was a pivot that I made. And then I also made a pivot back in 2021, 2022, and certainly now where I'm trying to do every single interview in person if that's possible. So I think that that's also been a a real change there. There's just something about being able to talk to someone in person, look them in the eye, give them a handshake, give them a hug, feel their energy. It makes the conversation flow so much better because as good as technology is, there's still That slight little pause on Zoom or StreamYard or or whatever you use to record, it just doesn't make the conversation flow as well. So I think it's a combination of a lot of those things. And and thank you for noticing, by the way. I really appreciate that. And this is that time of year when Spotify does Spotify Wrapped, and you see the top five artists you've listened to, top five songs, and you see the top five podcasts. And it's been so cool. I think it just started today. It's been so cool getting tagged in so many people's Instagram stories and tweets and on Facebook of people that are saying, I'm their number one podcast or I'm their top five. And then you look at the other four and you're like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) to be even in the same sentence or in the same top five ranking as those other people. It's amazing. And I'm super, super grateful for that. And with all that said, the show is continuing to get bigger every week. <laughs> the numbers month over month are continuing to grow. April, when WrestleMania was here, I banked, I think it was 14 interviews. And then we put out some you know, really big ones. We had a lot of like hour-long interviews where people came to the studio that we have in Hollywood and we did some big ones. So then April became our biggest month of the podcast ever. And then May became the biggest month because it was bigger than April. And then June was bigger than May. And then July was bigger than June and so on and so on. And the show has been growing month over month ever since then. So I think in short, for someone who might have a podcast, it's being intentional and being consistent. So you guys know that we will always have at least two episodes every week. There's always going to be an episode on Tuesday. There's always going to be an episode on Thursday. And then sometimes we throw a bonus one in like we did yesterday. We re-aired that Great conversation I had with Eugene. And sometimes we throw these Ask CVVs in on Friday, but it's being consistent and it's being intentional. It's a very long answer to that question, but I really wanted to give a lot of context there. Gimmicked underscore zero eight eight on Instagram. What is the story behind the website raslin.com? You made a video talking about how it used to redirect to WWE.com, but now it redirects to your podcast. What happened? So I made this video. I'm fascinated by domains, by the way. I'm just fascinated by what does this word.com lead to, or this phrase.com lead to, or is that phrase.com available? Can I buy that? I'm just fascinated by domains. I always have been. I have been for like 20 years. So one day I found myself down a rabbit hole and I was looking at what does Rasslin, with an R, R R-A-S-S-L-I-N, Rasslin.com, what does that go to? it redirects to wwe.com, that's weird. Okay, what about wrestling with a W, W-R-A-S-S-L-I-N, wrestling.com. that also redirects to wwe.com. So I made a video going, hey, did you know this? Have you ever seen this before? Did you know wwe.com owns those two words? That's so weird. And then about six hours later, I got a DM on Instagram, from a guy named Anthony J at hard to be a lizard on Instagram. And he sent me a message. He's like, I'm shook right now. Like, I I can't even believe that you're talking about this. I have the answer for you. I own both of those domain names. And then he tells me a story that back in the late 90s, early 2000s, he was one of the owners of Wrestling.com, the one with the W. And it was one of the biggest UK-based wrestling news sites at the time that had this own, like, printed newsletter called the rasslin post so he tells me this whole story and then when the site closed down he kept the domain names and they needed to be redirected somewhere for whatever reason so he just wasn't even thinking about it he just redirected them to wwe.com and hadn't thought about it since and then i made this video kind of bringing this back up and bringing this all to light and he said so you know there's the story it was uh, It's privately owned and it was meant to be a temporary measure, but I had forgotten about it. And he goes, but if you're interested, I would happily redirect them to your podcast if you want. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I wrote him back. I said, I can't believe you saw this video. I can't believe I now have the answer to com. And if you're willing to redirect it to my podcast, hell yeah. So when you're done with this. And by the way, when you're done following the show, because you know how much it helps the show, type in wrestling.com and see where it goes. It's it's mind-blowing to me. It is crazy that this is a real thing. So Anthony J., I appreciate you. Thank you for just being awesome. And thank you for reaching out and telling me that whole story. That was, that was so cool. So cool for me to hear. And also, side note, I am still on the hunt for cool and unique and interesting domain names. So if you happen to own any cool or unique or interesting domain names, or if you have any in mind, shoot me a message. I tried to buy superkick.com the other day. I was just like, that'd be cool. I don't even know what I would do with it, but it'd be really cool to own superkick.com, not available. It'd be really cool to own gimmick.com, not available. And the person that has gimmick.com is like not doing anything with gimmick.com. By the way, superkick.com is available if you go on GoDaddy, they want $15,499. Yeah. 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 I don't think we'll be buying superkick.com for 15 grand. Gimmick.com, that'd be so cool. All the good ones are taken. All the good ones are taken. Charlie Van at Charlie Van Jr. on Twitter says, content creator question. Especially with podcasting, I've been using the typical Blue Yeti. Is that still a good go-to or do you have a recommendation to help elevate the sound of the show better? So he's talking about the Blue Yeti microphone, which was kind of the standard for the beginner microphone five to 10-ish years ago. And I think the Blue Yeti is still a really solid microphone. And I I will preface that by saying any microphone is better than no microphone. So the Blue Yeti, solid, great microphone. I think there's been some much better advancements in microphones, especially over the last handful of years, like COVID really spread that up, spread that, um, sped that up when kind of everybody was doing interviews and everybody all of a sudden had a podcast. I think that if you if you have a little bit of money to spend, the Shure MV7, which plugs directly into your computer with a USB port, it's kind of the, so I I have the Shure SM7B. That is the gold standard of podcasting mics. I have Spoken about it extensively. This is the mic. Like when you see a clip of any top podcaster, Joe Rogan, and now I'll list off a bunch of shows that you probably don't listen to, but Dak Shepard with Armchair Expert or Lewis Howes or Ed Milet, it, all of them, they are all using the Shure SM7B. It, it's it's the podcast mic. It's $399, but you can buy it used on eBay for maybe $250 or so. And actually, I bought both of my mics used. I have two of them. Two sure Shure SM7B. So I bought them used, but that's the gold standard. If you want something that just plugs directly into your computer, I would recommend the Shure MV7. I also had the Rode Podcaster, the Rode Pod mic, which I would recommend. And that one, I'm just looking it up right now. That's a really good entry level mic. It's only a hundred bucks. So I would say that that's probably replaced the Blue Yeti. And it's a better looking mic just aesthetically. I think that the Blue Yeti was a a, a popular mic when people were just recording the podcast and they weren't visual. Because the Blue, blue Yeti is a big mic, it's a big, big ball, right? I think that the Rode Pod mic has kind of replaced that as the entry level, less than $100 mic that sounds great. And if you are recording an audio ver- or a video version of the podcast, it looks great too. But again, Any mic is better than no mic.
3: (laughs) Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one size fits all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site wide during their Mother's Day sale at mvmt.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at mvmt.com. At Pugo, Puggo, P U G G O 24254.
0: If you had one takeaway from 2023, what would it be? I love the podcast. I don't know if you're asking what my one takeaway just about, you know, like the world of wrestling is or just 2023 as a whole. I'm going to give you my biggest takeaway personally for 2023. It was a big year. You know, I got married about a year ago. We're celebrating our 1-year anniversary on December 17th. And so, so grateful for my wife Rachel. She's the best partner. And she's rather attractive, too. On the inside as well. Like she is she's just the best. She's the total package. Love her so much. But it's been an an incredible year and You know that I became a father six months ago. Actually, as I record this right now, our daughter Logan is six months old today. May 29th, 2023 is her birthday. My biggest takeaway is in becoming a father, I view things so differently now. I feel like there's just a different impact that certain moments have in my life, certain things have in my life. And I see the world so often now through her very brand new set of eyes, and she's seeing everything and experiencing everything for the first time ever. And that has made me pause and appreciate that when things are happening in the world, I need to look at them with that same sense of wonder. I think that so often we get caught up in, you know, time just goes by so fast and we don't stop to like appreciate things as they're happening. And I've been really conscious over the last six months of when I'm in the middle of something that's amazing, I, I lock down that memory. And I remember the sight and the smell and the taste, if, if you will, and the feel of that moment. And then I can go back into my memory bank later and like have that moment again. I think that that's something I didn't do before. And like, it's so cliche and everyone says it to you when you have a kid of like, oh, it goes by so fast. You better appreciate it while it's here. They'll never be six months old again. It's And it's so true. And it, as cliche as that is, and I've, I've literally heard it from anybody who has kids at any age, it's so true. And you never get those moments ever again. And it's made me appreciate them that much more. So I'm really fortunate that I, I get to spend a lot of time at home when I'm not traveling on the road. Like I'm, I work from my office in our house and it's cool to be able to, even if it's just for a few minutes after a call or after recording an interview or whatever it happens to be, recording a video, I could just pop out and refill my water bottle and kiss my daughter and kiss my wife and like appreciate those moments. I'm I'm so grateful to have those. And I think that's another thing, just like I've doubled down on gratitude it's, that'll always be a, a leading factor in my life. And I, I think that that's been a real focus for me is just like continuing to just appreciate what I have. I, I put this quote out. It was it was at the end of one of my episodes recently, but I'll say it again here if you didn't hear it. No amount of regret changes the past. No amount of anxiety changes the future, but any amount of gratitude changes the present. Boom. Lindsay J on Instagram. You're such a positive person. Is there anything that annoys you or bothers you? Do you have a pet peeve? (laughs) Yes, of course, we all do. But my biggest pet peeve is when you're in a... So my biggest pet peeve is a lack of spatial awareness. So if you're in somewhere that's very busy, like an airport or a theme park or a mall, and everybody's kind of going with the flow of traffic, like walking... And then someone just like stops dead in their tracks to grab their bag or look around or whatever. And then like the next person behind them has to like screech on their, you know, brakes, not actual brakes, but like just has to like come to a screeching halt to like not crash into that person as they have stopped in the middle of this busy flow of people and not been aware of the fact that there's other people around them. That happens Every time I'm in the airport, it's just like so annoying. Like, just step off to the side a few feet. And I know that there's a lot going on. I know that you're looking for your gate or you need to find a restroom or you're looking at the board to see if your flight is delayed. I understand that. But just add one tiny little layer of awareness on top of that to realize that you're not the only person that exists here. You're like just step off to the side and then collect your thoughts or do whatever you need to do. And the amount of times that I've either have crashed into people, have watched people get crashed into, it just it's just such a simple thing. And I know that this is so silly and so stupid, but that is something that has definitely been an annoyance. And then I'll give you one more in, I guess, more of a business thing. I have a bunch of people that work with me Some of them on like a full-time basis, some of them on a part-time basis, some of them just doing stuff here and there. And I'm so grateful to be able to work with people and and be able to, me, be a full-time creator myself. A little plug there for fulltimecreator.co if you're a creator and you want to take things to the next level, join our full-time creator mastermind at fulltimecreator.co. But one of the coolest things about being a full-time creator is being able to support the fellow full-time creators who are audio engineers or editors or graphic designers. And like by me living my dream and doing this, they get to live their dream as well. And that is, that's one of the coolest things. The frustration that comes out of that is I don't ever really set hard deadlines other than like the episodes on Tuesday and Thursday need to come out when they come out. And that's that. What's been frustrating with some people, and I don't mean people that currently work with me, but people I've worked with in the past is hey, w- when will that video be edited? Or when do you think that graphic will be done? And someone will say, yeah, I'll have that up in the next hour. So there's, there was no deadline on this. I've basically said, when will it be done? And now that person has said, it will be done within the next hour. So they have self-imposed a deadline now of one hour. So if it's 11.30, I'm going, okay, great. By this thing will be done. And then 1230 rolls around and it's not done. And I think the frustration comes from, if you didn't think it would be done in an hour, why did you self-impose the deadline of one hour on yourself? So just like, I think it's be more realistic with with your deadlines. So if, if you think that amount of work is actually going to take an hour and a half, don't tell me it's going to be done in an hour. If it's going to be done in an hour and a half, I don't actually care when it's going to be done, but if you now tell me it will be done by the end of the day. Oh, that's always my favorite one. Oh, my favorite is that'll be done by the end of the end of the day. And I don't know if that means five o'clock on the East Coast. I don't know if that means five o'clock on the West Coast. I don't know if that means midnight on the East Coast. I don't know if that means midnight on the West Coast. So I basically just go, all right, end of day, great. By the time I wake up tomorrow, it will be done. And I, it, it shocks me how often the, quote, end of the day deadline that is, again, self-imposed by whoever this is, isn't actually met. So all of that is, you know, I, I love the book, The Four Agreements. It's a book that I think there's are so simple. There's four simple agreements in there. One of them is be impeccable with your word. Be impeccable with your word. And that's one that I'm, I'm always just so blown away by that if you're gonna say something, mean it. You know, all we have is our word. And the other four agreements, if you're interested, and check out that book, The Four Agreements. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. Don't think, don't take anything personally and be impeccable with your word. Four super simple agreements that are so hard to keep with yourself. All right, we got a few more here. Thank you for all these questions, by the way. You guys are awesome and I appreciate it. It's always so good to be able to hang out with you guys. One-on-one like this and to be able to just chat about wrestling, about being a full-time creator and all that stuff. As someone who is looking to start a podcast, what did you find was the most daunting thing to start? This is from at UTDGeorge00 on Twitter. The hardest part about starting a podcast is the starting. I think that people look at it like everything needs to be perfect. I need to have everything lined up and ready to go. You don't. You just need to start. And, you know, I like quotes. And there's a quote that is so fitting for this. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And I think that people overthink the idea of the podcast of like, all right, I need to have the website ready to go. And I need to have the best microphone and I need to have great podcast art. And no, you don't. You need to start. And you need to realize that you're not going to have a ton of people listening to episode number one and you're going to have slightly more people listening to episode 2 but still not a lot. And then by the time you get to episode 10, you're still not going to have a lot of people listening, but it'll be more than you had on episode 9. And the idea is you need to just keep building. Like you got to think about it like a brick wall. Like is a does a brick wall look like a brick wall when only five bricks are laid down? No. You got to keep building on top of that brick by brick by brick. And I don't know the exact stat I should probably look it up if I'm going to (laughs) be listing this off, but there's some wild amount of podcasts. Let's see. I think it's um, 80%, I think, of podcasts stop after seven episodes. Let me see. Podcasts stop after seven episodes. Let's see. We got all the world's information right here. 90% 90% of podcasts don't publish more than three episodes. <laughs> so I think that that's a, a really big thing. So here, here I'll read this whole thing off because it's so fascinating to me. And for anybody who's ever got into podcasting and stopped, I'm sure you can relate to this. For anybody who's interested in getting into podcasting, th- this will be very beneficial for you. So 90% of podcasts, don't get past episode three. So that's 1.8 million who quit because there's two two million podcasts. Of the 200,000 that are left, 90% of those will quit after 20 episodes. So there's another 180,000 that are gone. So to be in the top 1% of podcasts in the world, you only need to publish 21 episodes of your podcast. So your competition is not the 2 million podcasts that exist. It's the 20,000 podcasters who didn't quit. So that kind of puts things into perspective. And I'm sure that you can think of some podcasts that, I'm sure you have a friend that started a podcast and it lasted two episodes, or maybe you started a podcast and it only lasted six episodes. And there's so many factors that go into this, right? Like life happens, I get that. But the most important thing with podcasting is starting. And the second most important thing with podcasting is To continue going. And be intentional about it. If you're going to put out a podcast every Monday, you put out a podcast every Monday. Be consistent with it. No matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on with your job or your life, no matter where you are, you make a commitment to it like you would make a commitment to your job. And the more consistent that you are, the more that you show up, the more your audience will also start to show up. Okay, this leads us to our Last question here from Cisco C87. For the quotes at the end of the podcast, is there a rhyme or reason to which one you use? I love that because I've already given you two quotes within this podcast. I just love quotes in general. I love how they like sum up really big thoughts in just a handful of words. So sometimes the quotes are related to what we're talking about. Like the episode with Eugene, by the way, Um, he was talking about committing to the character and like how far the commitment got him. So then I had a quote about commitment because it kind of tied into everything he was talking about there. The quote is, no, this is not it. The quote is, let me pull it up. Without commitment, you cannot have depth in anything, whether it's a relationship, a business, or a hobby. That's from Neil Strauss. So the quotes are sometimes tied into the conversation and sometimes just, for me, kind of like a personal reminder, almost like a diary entry of like, oh, that's a thing in my life that. I need to work on, or that's a reminder of my life that I need to have. Or sometimes it's just like, oh, that's such, that spoke to me in such a deep way that I want to share that out with other people. So there's sometimes a rhyme, there's sometimes a reason, but all of them are something that's deeply profound to me. So there we go. That was a great Ask CVV episode. I think we're going to do these more often. I think we're going to do them like every... Two-ish, three-ish weeks. And don't be hitting me with questions like, hey, if you called The Rock right now, would he answer? Because the answer is probably, I don't think no. The Rock, I don't have his number, by the way. So then there's no possible way that The Rock could answer. But can you believe Maven? Oh man, Maven making a surprise appearance on the show. What a guy, what an episode here. I would love to hear your thoughts on CM Punk, on Randy Orton, on everything leading up to the Royal Rumble and then WrestleMania. Let's leave you with this quote from Andy Andrews. Life itself is a privilege, but to live life to the fullest, well, that's a choice. Be great. Be grateful. We will see you on the next one for some more insight with a very special guest who is the best in the world at what he does. See how I put that pause in there? So you're like, oh, is it? No. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. See you on the next one.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance.